Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Pei Beis, Daf 82 of Masechta Yoma. Um, today's Daf, we discuss children, right? People who are not yet Bar Mitzvah or Bas Mitzvah. Do they have to fast on Yom Kippur? Um, and then we uh, discuss if you have a woman who's pregnant and she... And the baby is craving some food, or she's craving some food for the baby. There's a craving dart in the Misa. Um, so, um, yeah, is she allowed to kind of eat food? We'll see an interesting thing about that. And then in that discussion comes up the, of course, the three things that are Yeharig Val Yavor. That Suga comes up. I, we, we've definitely seen it before. Um, we're going to see it again today. So, some interesting things ahead of us for today's daf. Let us get started. Daf Pebez Amur Aleph, all the way at the top, says the new Mishnah, Atinokos in Ma'anan Osum Yom That children, they don't fast in Yom Kippur. Av Machan Chinosan, Lifneshonav, Lifneshnosayim, Bishvil Shiyurigin, Bimitzvis. But we teach them uh, a year or two in advance. So that um, they should be used to doing mitzvahs. Now, um, that sounds simple enough. It actually gets a little bit of like uh, a little spaghetti. Bez- <sighs> yeah, it's funny. You know, when I was learning it, I was like trying to avoid like, you know, Rashi was making it complicated with, with like, it doesn't actually mean like one or two years in advance. It actually means two or three years in advance because it's not actually the year before. It's the year before the year before. And as I was trying to like ignore it for a while, but, um, I don't know, it kind of crept up on me. But basically, the way that Rashi learns it is like, if you think about it like this, so let's just take a bar mitzvah, okay? So a bar mitzvah is 13 years old and a day. So that's technically the 14th year, right? Meaning 13 and a day, you're in your 14th year. So what we're saying is that you um, would uh, begin to fast. So when it says like a year in advance, it doesn't necessarily mean a year in advance, whatever we're going to see in the Gemara. But like basically, so if, he, you know, you have, let's say, a boy and he's in his 14th year. So he would start fasting technically, um, at least partially, um, like two years before that. Um, the Gemara is going to kind of explain it. Bec- yeah, Ugh, there's going to be an afkaminas between if he's sick, if he's healthy, but... Just planting that seed there for now. But basically the point is that you have, okay, there's no chiv to fast until you're bar or bas mitzvah. Um, but there is sort of this idea that beforehand, maybe you'll fast at least for part of the day. Um, we're going to see a machlokus about that soon enough. Now, the Gemara, one second. The, the Gemara says that, that we... Uh, already start teaching them to fast a year beforehand, two years beforehand, which as I confused us all by saying already, Rashi says it actually means two years or three years beforehand, but let's not worry about that right now. But what we're focusing on right now is that it says one or two, but we say, wait, which one is it? Is it one or is it two? Right? Meaning, if already two years before the Bar Bas Mitzvah, we're saying that you should start fasting at least for a little bit of the day, at least, um, so if two years before and you're doing it, then Mela also one year you're doing it. So why say one or two years? If it's two years, just say two years. What's the one? So Amr of Chizda Lokasha Bechola Bibarya. So if Chizda says, well, it depends. If it's a if it's a healthy person, so then it's going to be um, two years uh, in advance. So you know when 
the fellow, if we're talking about in the 14th year for a boy, so then in, already in the 12th year, Kilo, when he's of 11 and a little bit, he should start fasting for at least part of the day, let's say. Um, but if he's not well, so then the, the, the next year, so the year before it'll be Chayev as a bar mitzvah, the year before, he should, if he's not healthy, so the year before, he should at least try to fast for at least a little bit. Amr Rufuna says Rufuna, Ben Chesu Ben Tes, Mechanchen also the shows. So listen to what Rufuna says. He says that a Ben Ches, what's a Ben Ches? An eight year old. No, a nine year old. Right? That a Ben Ches is somebody who is eight full years, i.e., in the ninth year. Uven Tes, and somebody who is in uh, their tenth year. So we're talking about a girl actually for now. So a girl who is in, right, her ninth year. So let's say she's like eight and a half years old, right? Or if she's in her tenth year, so like she's nine and a half years old. Mechan also the shows. So then she would fast already at least for part of the day. Ben Yud Uven Yud Aleph. Now when she's completed ten years, let's just she's like ten and a half years old. She's in her eleventh year. Uven Yud Aleph. She's completed her eleventh year. Like she's like eleven and a half, and now she's in her twelfth year. So So says Ravuna that a girl, right, let, let's just say she's like 10 and a half or 11 and a half. So then already she's going to fast the whole day. At least Midir Abonon. Ben Yud Beis, Mashlim Midir Abonon. Now, once she's already completed 12 years, right now she's in her 13th year. So then she would fast Midir Okay, so basically, so let's just keep things simple for a second. Bas Mitzvah is 12 years old, right? So basically, once she's 12, so then she already, um, then she has a chiv to fast. The, uh, when she's 11, when she's 10, so then, um, depending on if she's sick or healthy, so then she'll already fast, um, and if she is, um, eight or nine, so then at least she should fast for part of the day. Rav Nachman, Omer says, Rav Nachman, he basically says the same thing as Rav Huna, but for a boy. Ben Tes, Ben Yud, Mechan Chen Osan, the shows. Once um, they are nine or ten, so already they'll fast for part of the day. Ben Yud, Aleph, Ben Yud, Bez, Mashlim, Midir Abonon. Once the boys are eleven or twelve, so then they'll fast for a whole day, Midir Abonon. Ben Yud, Gimel, once the Bar Mitzvah, Mashlim, Midir Aisa, Betino. So then already they'll fast for the whole day, and that is for a boy. All right. Very nice. So basically, for the two years prior to the Barabbas Mitzvah, so they're going to um, fast for the whole day, Midr Abonan, according to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, dependent on if they are um, sick or if they are um, healthy. And uh, the two years before that, they'll at least fast for part of the day. Also dependent on if they're sick or healthy. Rabbi Yochanan Amr says, Rabbi Yochanan, Ashlamu Rabbanu Rabbi Yochanan says, there's no such thing, there isn't this stage of like, um, fasting the entire day, Midr Abonan. That's not a thing. Ben Yud, Ben Yud Aleph, Mechanchen Oso, the shows, Ben Yud Beis Mashlim Midor. I said that when it comes to a girl, once she's Bas Mitzvah, once she's 12, so then she fasts a whole day, and she's Midor. I said, she's Chayevus to fast a whole day, once she's 12. Um, the two years preceding, so then uh, we teach her already to fast for part of the day. But there isn't this phase, this like stage of, you know, fasting midr for the whole day. That, that, that doesn't exist. Says Rabbi Yochanan, the, the, the years before her bas mitzvah, she'll fast for part of the day. And the same thing would apply to a bar mitzvah as well. The, the years preceding the bar mitzvah will fast for at least part of the day. You know, if he's healthy two years before his bar mitzvah, if he's not, if he's not healthy, then one year before the bar mitzvah, fine.
Tanan, nafrekti gemara. We learn in our Mishnah, tinokos in ma'an and osun biyomakipurim. Okay, so our Mishnah says that uh, children, they don't fast in Yom Kippur. Aval, however, mechanchen osun lifnishan of lifnishna sign. But we do, uh, we do say already to start um, educating them um, that they should start already one or two years in advance. So that already, you know, before the bar mitzvah, so they're already going to fast for part of the day. Now, so, Bishlam al Huna, Rav Nachman, Lifnishanu, Lifnishnatayim, Lifnishanu, Lifnishanu, and Lifnishnatayim, Lifnishanu, Torah. Okay. Okay, got a hot cup, like a shtickle, it's like uh, a little bit weird. But basically, so says the Gemara, I can understand our Mishnah that says, Lifnishanu, Lifnishnatayim, that already before a year or before two years, um, we start training them to fast at least for part of the day. So Rav Huna and Rav Nachman would say that this is talking about um, a chole, right? A fellow who's not well. And what it means, Lifnei Shana, one year in advance, is Lifnei Shana Midr Abanon. So Ke'ilu, you have this uh, fellow who's uh, not well. And so, so he would start fasting for the whole day, according to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, Midr Abanon, before his Bar Mitzvah, right? So according to Rav Nachman and Rav Huna, if you have a boy, so once already his Bar Mitzvah, once he's 13, Kilu in his 14th year, let's stick with that, he's in his 14th year. So now he's Chayv to fast Midr Aisa. The year before that, he would fast, according to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, Midr Abanon. Two years before that, he would fast um, only for part of the day. Two years before that, he would fast for only part of the day. And therefore, so when it says Lifnei Shana, what it means, listen to this, it means the year before the year that is close to the Dira Abanan. You hear that? It's it's kind of insane. But basically, again, Midr Oraisa is going to be Chayv to fast in his 14th year. Midr Abanan, we're talking about Chola, he's going to be Chayv to fast Midr Abanan in his 13th year, the year before his Bar Mitzvah. And when the Mishnah says one year in advance, it means one year before the year preceding the year that he's going to fast Midr Abanan. Essentially two years before the year he's going to be fasting Midr Abanan, but one year prior to the year before that. It, it, it's insane, but that's what it is. right? And when the Mishnah says two years, it means two years before the year prior to when he's going to be chayv to fast Midr Oraisa. So he's going to be chayv to fast Midr Oraisa in his 14th year for a boy. So then, when it says Lifnei Asaim, it means two years prior to the year before the Deoraisa. So Kilu, he's going to be Chayv Midr Abanon to fast the whole day on um, the 13th, on his 13th year. And then um, two years prior to that is going to be when he's going to be Chayv to fast at least partially um, Midr Abanon. So, anyways, that's how you can understand it according to... Uh, well, if you understand it at all, that's how you can understand it according to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman. All right. El Rav Yochanan Kasha. But how do you understand this, this like, Lifnei Shana, Lifnei Shana, same thing according to Rav Yochanan? Because according to Rav Yochanan, there is no prior things. It's just when, when you know, when you, when you bar mitzvah, so then you have to fast Midor Aisa. And then the year before that, you fast partially Midor Abana. The year before that, you fast partially, um, you know, so if you're sick, 
so then you fast partially midrabanan. If you're healthy, then the year before that you fast partially midrabanan for healthy people. Um, but what? How are you ever going to have the before that the lifne thing? Because he doesn't go further back than that. So Amalech Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan will respond to you. My shano ushtaim somuch lefirkan. So Rabbi Yochanan, no. When it says it says shano ushtaim, it means not before the year prior to the time when they're chayev. No, it's not that whole backwards thing. Rabbi Yochanan would just say what it means is this: once the fellow is bar mitzvah, he has a chiv to fast. The year before that, if he's sick, he has a chiv to fast partially midr abonon. If he's healthy, then even the year before that, he has a chiv to fast partially midr abonon. And that's that according to Yochan. He says, don't, don't, don't complicate things. Tashma kamnir dutani rabba bar shmuel. The rabba bar shmuel taught, tinokos imaanen osan biyom akipurim. Okay, that children, we don't, they don't fast in Yom Kippur. Avamachan chen osan shana oshtayim, samuch lefirkan. But, the year or two prior to when they become Barabbas Mitzvah, so then already you teach them to, to fast at least partially. This is perfect, according to Yochan, doesn't say any of this Lifnei stuff, this prior to prior years. No, it's just the year or two, depending on sick or healthy, prior to the Barabbas Mitzvah, they fast partially, pretty straightforward. According to Avuna of Nachman, who had this whole thing about like, no, it's actually the years before the year preceding. I don't see any years before years preceding. So the rabbis will say to you, no. When the when 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 it says over here, it means Taka doing the entire fast, right? So meaning, so meaning, the assumption that we were making is that when it says mechanchin, right, we want to assume that lechanech, right, chinuch is like something that you do slowly, and therefore it is referring to partially, right, the partial fast. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's perfect because the partial fast is immediately before the when they're chayiv to fast, the year before, two years before, depending on if they're sick or healthy, they they do a partial fast. Now according to Rav Nachman Rufuna, the partial fast is like three and four years before. The bar mitzvah, but over here we seem to be saying that it's right before the bar bas mitzvah. They're doing the chinuch, the partial fast. But according to Rav Hunan of Nachman, by then they're already doing a full fast. So it says Rav Hunan of Nachman that no, when it says chinuch, it also means a full fast. But Gemara does do we call chinuch doing a whole fast? Chinuch should be a partial fast. We learn in the Brisa, is it chinuch? What's an example of chinuch? If a fellow normally eats it two hours in the day, so he eats three hours in the day. Three hours in the day, then he eats four hours in the day. Kilu small steps. So I'm a rava bar ula tre chinuch ehavu. Says rava bar ula that there's taka two different types of chinuchs. Chinuch could also be, um, you know, going all out and doing the whole thing. What's it called? The 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 whole the whole the whole hog. That's a thing, right? Not a thing for me. Anyways. So, so that's our complicated machlokas. Uh, I feel like it shouldn't have been that complicated though. Like basically the idea is if you're not bar or bas mitzvah, you don't have to fast. And it sounds like uh, the year or two before, you should probably maybe fast for a shtickle. What do you want me to tell you? All right. New Mishnah. Uba sherecha machilin osa ad shetashiv nafsha. So if you have uh, a woman who is pregnant 
and she's having some kind of craving for, for food. So we can give her food. Until she kind of gets back to herself. If you have a fellow who's not well and he needs to eat, so if the experts say that the fellow can eat, so the fellow can eat. And if there are no experts available on hand, so then we can um, we could feed him based on his own assertion that hey, I need to eat um, until he says okay, I'm, I'm you know I don't need to eat anymore. Says the Gemara Tanur Rabbanon the Rabbis taught Ubra Sheirecha Bsar Kodesh or Bsar Chazir. Very interesting stuff. So if you have a woman who's pregnant and she smells um, um, the meat of of Kodshim or the meat of pig, obviously things that she shouldn't be eating. But she has a craving for them. So what you could do is you could take some kind of uh, absorbent material and you could soak it in the gravy of the sarkodesh or the chaz or the, or the or the pork, and then you take this absorbent thing and you can put it on her lips. And and if that's enough to sort of quell the craving, so then perfect. You know, thank God that that's all it is. If that isn't going to cut it, and she still has the craving, so then you then, so then she could um, eat the uh, gravy itself. And if uh, that's enough, then If she still has the craving, well, then you can even give her the fat of the uh, animal itself. Because there is nothing that gets in the way of saving somebody's life except for three things Avodazara, Gileorayos and Shvichuzdam idol worship inappropriate relationships and murder since eating this meat is not one of those three things so so you so you could do it to um, to quell the craving Avodazara how do we know that a fellow should be killed rather than Worship idols. The Tan is one of the Bryce Rabbi Eliezer Omer says Rabbi Eliezer, Of course, this is a Gemara that we've seen before. If the Pasuk says that you have to serve God with all of your soul, with your body, with your life, so now how, how come it says you have to serve God with all of your money? And if it says you have to serve, that you have to love God with all of your um, money, then why does it say you have to love God, uh, love God with all of your life with all of your soul Kilu, just choose the one that's more significant and say love God with that so the answer is well, because there's different kinds of people if you have a fellow who his life is 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 the most important thing to him more so than his money his money you know he'd be willing to, to part with but his life that's a different story so that's why it says well guess what you even have to love God even if it means that it's going to um cost you your life and if there's a fellow whose money is even more important than his life that's why it says with all of your money that you, you know you have to you have to love God even if it means that you're gonna have to lose all of your money for it now therefore if we're saying that you have to love God to such an extent that you have to be willing to give up your life then obviously don't replace God with a getchker so therefore um, you know, if a fellow says, hey, bow down to this getchke, or I'm going to kill you, so, so, unfortunately, um, 
unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, you have to serve God with all of your life. Let's go weiter. And how do we know that inappropriate relationships and uh, murder are things that rather than committing them, uh, you should give up your life? And then a fellow is uh, uh, attempts to rape her. So it says, or even does rape her. So it says in that case, so we compare this rape to murder. It says, that what this fellow did to this girl is the same thing as murder. So then, what's the shaykhis of murder to this rape. It comes to teach us something, we learn out something about it. What does this mean? Meaning, so so just like by Naira Marasa, right, if a bystander sees that somebody is attempting to uh, rape this Naira Marasa, he could push it, kill the rapist. So just like that's the case by, by, by Naira Marasa, it's the same Allah by a murderer. Right, I guess that would be a road day. Um, that if you have a fellow who's going to, you know, Reuven's going to kill Shimon, so Levi could push it, kill Reuven. Okay. And Ma'rutzeach Yarg Valyavar, Afnar Marosa Yarg Valyavar. And also, just like a murderer is Rutzeach, uh, is Yarg Valyavar, right? If Reuven says to Shimon, Shimon, you have to kill Levi, otherwise I'm going to kill you. So Shimon is not allowed to kill Levi, he has to take the bullet. So just like uh, murder is the Harig Valyavor, so also um Gilearaios, Narimarosa, but Gilearaios generally is um Yaharig Valyavor, that um, a fellow should be willing to give up his life rather than have an inappropriate relationship, a forbidden relationship. Okay, so we just said that that Narimarosa or Gilearaios is Yaharig Valyavor because we learned it from um uh, murder, which is Yarak Valyavar, but how do we know that murder is Yarak Valyavar? Svari, well, it's logical. There was a fellow who came before Rav, there's a gear to change over here that changes to Rav, but I feel like we saw this in Mesech the Psachim, and it was Taka Rav. So, what do you want me to tell you? Amrle, uh, where am I? Right? Amrli, Mari, Dorai, Kadel, Leflaner, Vilo, Katil, So a fellow comes to Rav and he says, look, the, 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 the ruler of my city, whatever it is, he said to me, I need you to kill so and so, and if you don't, I'm going to kill you. So he came to Rav to say, what do I do? He's probably going to kill me unless I commit murder. Rav says, all right, well, sayonara, hasta la vista, I'll see you in hell. Whoa, that's extreme. So, so Rav says, look, you're not allowed to kill that other fellow. What makes your blood any redder than that fellow that you're going to kill's blood? Maybe that other fellow's blood is redder than yours. And as Rashi points out, the only reason why we say Yahar Val Yavor, right, is because 
Because if there's some kind of mitzvah that you're going to have to violate, and the question is, do I violate this mitzvah or do I die? So the Ebishter says, look, as much as I love the mitzvahs, I love the yidn even more. And therefore, you know, I'm being, uh, you know, I'm waving this mitzvah so that, so that this fellow could stay alive. But when it comes to, uh, you know, if somebody says, uh, um, you know, uh, Reuven says to Shimon, kill Levi, otherwise they kill you. So he's going to violate the mitzvah of, 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 of murder. He's going to murder somebody. Debeshur doesn't in this case say, well, I'm just going to wave the, the lava of murder in this case in order to preserve Shimon's life. Because who says that, you know, Shimon's life is any better than Levi's life? So therefore, since Shimon and Levi are both hidden and Debeshur loves them both equally, so therefore the, the, the sort of third variable over here, which is the lava of murder, doesn't get waived in this case because the only reason to waive the law of murder would be in order to preserve the, the, the life of Shimon. But in this case, in order to preserve the life of Shimon, we have to kill Levi. So then who says that Shimon, you know, they're both equal. So therefore, in that case, the mitzvah slosa say of, you know, it's forbidden to murder stays in place and, and he wouldn't be allowed to um, murder. Shimon wouldn't be allowed to murder. Levi and Lamaise uh, is going to... I have to take the bullet. There was a um, woman who was pregnant and she smelled some, uh, she, she had a craving for something on Yom Kippur. Also, the Kamidu Rebbe, they came before Rebbe, Amlu, and he said to them, Why don't you go and whisper to her and remind her it's Yom Kippur? Maybe, maybe just by reminding her that it's Yom Kippur, that'll somehow be able to bring her out of this um, craving space that she's in. The Khushlave Ilkhisha. And guess what? As my nephew would say. They whispered to her, it's Yom Kippur, and, and it worked. Kariala they so they so they pronounced about her they, the following possible that already before I created you, um he already knew you. Nafakmine Rabyochanan. You hear that? And guess who the fetus was, Rabbi Yochanan, Kilu. Rabbi Yochanan already, when he was in his mother's womb, he understood that it's Yom Kippur and, and he should chill out with the craving. So, so that's kind of a crazy story. So Rabbi Yochanan's mother had a craving for food on Yom Kippur and they reminded her that it's Yom Kippur and Rabbi Yochanan, even in his, in his mother's womb, kind of chilled out with the whole craving thing. Very interesting. Whereas, you have the opposite case, which is, Hayubra de Archa, also the Kamidu Bchanina, Amulu de Chushula, that there was a um, an, another example of a of a woman who was pregnant and she had a craving. They came before Abchanina and he said to her and he said to them, "Why don't you whisper to her and remind her that it's Yom Kippur?" It didn't work this time. That already uh, evil people are are considered like zarim, like nachrim, like strangers to God already from the womb. And sure enough, this little guy ended up being shabsai. Eitzer Peri, this fellow who would like hoard fruits and stuff in order to artificially um, raise the prices of fruits. So it didn't work out that time. Chavah, that was the Pebez of Masech Yoma. And what did we discuss? We discussed the first, the, 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 at the beginning of the daf, we had a Mishnah that said that um, children are not chayv to fast. However, there is an Indian that already before the Bar Mitzvah for a year or two, depending on if the fellow is sick or healthy, um, they should begin at least preparing. And we saw a three-way machlokas, or really a two-way machlokas between um, 
Rav Huna and Rav Nachman on the one hand, uh, and Rav Yochanan on the on the other. Rav Huna and Rav Nachman. Let's keep things simple. They basically say that the that prior to the bar or bas mitzvah, so you would fast the whole day midr That a chola, somebody who's sick, the year before uh, that fellow would start uh, fasting midr abanan, and and somebody who's healthy two years before they would start fasting the whole day midr um, Three and four years prior to the bar or bas mitzvah, and they would start fasting at least for part of the day. Also, depending on if they were sick or or healthy, Rabbi Yochanan says no. There there, there is no um, full day midr abonon fast. Rather, um, the year or two before uh, the bar bas mitzvah, so so they fast part of the day. Uh, right, they 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 just fast fast part of the day just as a way of getting used to fasting. Um, again, depending on if they're healthy or sick. Sick would be the year before. Healthy would be two years before. We then got to a new mishnah. That says that if you have a pregnant woman who has a craving for food, um, the Mishnah also discussed a, a sick person who needs food, but we didn't really discuss in the Gemara yet. So then um, uh, these people are allowed to eat. And the Gemara says, because after all, this is not an example of Yaharig Val Yavor, right? There are three examples of things that you have to give up your life for rather than violating. That is um, idol worship, forbidden relationships, and murder. Um, eating on Yom Kippur is not one of those things. And therefore, if it means that you're going to die because of it and it could be dangerous, so then you would be allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. That was the Pepe's from Sechta Yom. I hope you enjoyed it very much. Cheers.